Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Barricade Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast. So down with me, your host, Freddie Loso, with my co-host and returning back from a brief hiatus, Stevie G. I only missed a couple missed weeks. A couple Calm weeks. down. What's up, guys? Let's go. And with my other co-host, Anthony, the Encyclopedia. And gentlemen, it's time for another watch along. It's Matt Heidi Vision 1 against the Rated R Superstar Edge in a ladder match. Keep in mind, that was a great introduction from the encyclopedia right there and all, but I want you guys to vote on the sportsfrenzypodcast.com if Freddie could throw a little survey up there. If we should YouTube one of these live, because right now you'd see a homeless hobo with two dogs sitting on both sides of him. He looks like your grandmother with 20 cats right now. The encyclopedia is in the building! (laughs) Growing in facial hair, folks. Yo, the goatee is coming in, and watch, guys, October 31st, out of nowhere, we're going to see a Hollywood Hulk Hogan costume. He's not going to say it now. He's not going to admit to it. (laughs) No, that's not happening. I tried that years ago. That's why. That's why I shaved it off. Remember? Didn't you? Didn't you actually? No, you didn't dye the mustache. You just wore. I tried. He did try to dye it, and it came out green. (laughs) He bleached his face. Had to go to the emergency room. It was a whole catastrophe. But anyways, the dogs are calm. The hobo is quiet. We're ready to go. Watch along. I'm fucking ready. You know what? I can't do Hogan. It's bad luck. I almost died that night. You had bleach and you went to the emergency room. <laughs> I'm just no. In all seriousness, that was the night that I was in that bar in Poughkeepsie and I left. And 45 minutes later, somebody came in with a gun and fired a shot off, and it went through that basketball player's jaw. It was on oh, Sports thought, Center. I thought it was an ass raping or something. Hence, we're recording on Thursday night, Law and Order SVU night. Let's go. TVG's only got so much time. So let's let's get it. Let, Encyclopedia, let us know what what we're watching tonight. All right, well, first off, why are we doing a random ladder match like this? So, this is inspired by El Oso. We found out that Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon, on the first Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, will be facing off with basically the loser leaving WWE. So, Freddie had the idea, let's do a ladder match. And instead of giving you the typical ones, uh, one of the classic Intercontinental title ones, Let's go with one that's similar to this stipulation. So tonight, we're doing Matt Hardy against Edge. Now, the background behind this, first off, there's actually a lot of real-life personal animosity in this one. Matt Hardy was out injured with a knee injury, and while he was out, it turned out that uh, Lita, who was his girlfriend, was uh, knocking boots with somebody else. Knocking boots. Knocking boots. Steve, Steve, do your old Godfather. No, I was just singing country music. There's no Godfather in this. We have to save that for when you get a Godfather watch along. Make it happen. Yeah, but we're talking sexy time, bro. You got to do that. Bow, now, bow. Bow, wow, wow, wow. There it is. There it is. It's kind of like a cat meow almost. But go on with your description. Okay, so Matt Hardy, when he found out about this, took to social media. And managed to get himself fired in the process. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) 
Hardy went on the independent circuit while the fans started ch- chants in the arena of We Want Matt for several months, and a petition was started, over 15,000 signatures, trying to get Matt Hardy back. And, and then on July 11th, 2005, on Monday Night Raw, out of nowhere, Matt Hardy attacked Edge. Totally out, out of left nowhere! Field. And there was no RKO involved in that one. So over the weeks... There was confrontations. Hardy was not supposedly an employee of the WWE, but Vince McMahon finally had enough, and on the August 1st edition announced that Matt Hardy was back and he would be facing Edge at SummerSlam. And the match was kind of a one-sided beatdown by Edge. He totally destroyed Matt, and the match actually got thrown out. Uh, Edge with the winner when Matt Hardy was basically bleeding and deemed unable to continue. They had a rematch at Unforgiven in a steel cage, which was won by Matt Hardy. So Matt finally got his win. And then Monday Night Raw, in the meantime, was moving networks. It had been on Spike at the time and was coming back to USA Network. So on this first episode of Raw, back on the USA Network, we were getting a ladder match with the loser leaving Monday Night Raw. Matt Hardy versus Edge. So that's the match we're going to do tonight. As you guys could see, he was working, uh, you know, on his own. There was no uh, cue or anything like telling him what to say and stuff. So it dragged out for a little bit, but it's time for the minutes. Let's go. All right, so let's tell everybody how they could find it because, as we all know, the new WWE Network layout is a real sucks. Yes, is a real freaking pain in the ass. It's a giant clusterfuck, is what it is. Yes, it is. The search functionality supposedly. And this is this is the first time I've really searched anything because otherwise I just turn the network on just for live events. Now I haven't really like watched uh, you know any true true crazy content as of late. See, we're so dedicated. Stevie G went out of his comfort zone tonight for you, the fans. That's right. The only thing I watched, I mean, just a fun fact, that little Sasha Banks Chronicle uh, special, um, I watched that just to see if they include my scene at Madison Square Garden because when uh, Sasha Banks was coming into Madison Square Garden, they were filming and they did show that. But there's a piece where she's by the curb walking in and they cut to her walking to the arena. That's because I screamed some profanities at her in my opinion because I definitely screamed, that bitch won't stop, fuck her. Um, when she was walking in. So that's the only time I've really watched it as of late. But that was in the new content, so I didn't have to click that much. But just wanted to shed that story. Thank you for that enlightening story about your life. No problem. You're welcome. So the timestamp is 1.14 on the dot. Right. So there's a couple ways you could get here. You could go the way method I went, which was to go to Raw and scroll all the way to 2005 and find it, this episode, which is on October 3rd. And there is a bookmark feature, which will bring you to Edge versus Matt Hardy. Uh, you could do a, another search, as Freddie mentioned, and open up that Raw and just go to the 1 minute 14 second mark. Uh, any other ways you guys did differently than what we described so far? Um, I just did, told us to do the it. same one you were talking about. I did Raw, I searched Raw, then 2005 found august 3rd and then did the jump to and then i've got edge versus matt hardy on the bookmark all right cool so um stevie g we usually do a countdown we go three two one and play you want to do the honors on your big return tonight no (laughs) okay (laughs) all right are you two ready i'm used to a go but all right (laughs) ready so we're gonna hit play thinking This is how they do it on the other podcasts. You'd know that if you actually paid attention. But anyway, 
So, ladies and gentlemen, when I say go, we'll go. Three, two, one, go. William Garcia, they definitely just showed her body as they zoomed up to the briefcase. It's always a pleasure to see. The official ring announcer of PFL. And like Anthony stated earlier, Lita is definitely masturbatable as she's coming out to the ring. Um, so for you guys who live at home in your mom's basements, um, you know, you may want to get a quick pull and jerk from this entrance. Yeah, it's okay, folks. If you want to pause right now and just get it over with, go right ahead. No, you don't want to pause. You want it in action. Come on now. Oh, anyway. Very nice, Lita. Very nice. And there we hear Leon Garcia. You know, there's a rumor that Triple H... Oh, shit. Edge dropped a coward's elbow into Matt Hardy to run up the ladder. Oh, bastard. Edge was used to running away from people after he fucked their girlfriends, wasn't he? Well, yeah, that was kind of his M.O. He would yeah, run away yeah, like, not the first time, right? Fucking homewrecker. And Edge ended up with Beth Phoenix, so apparently he had a thing for WWE Divas, didn't he? Yo, he did. He moved through them like a train. Like, it's crazy. You want to talk about Ho Train and the Godfather? sister as well? Wasn't that one of the... Ken Shamrock's sister? Right. Val- no, who'd, who'd you just say? Val Venus. Oh, Val Venus. They were brother-in-laws at one point. Yeah. Crazy. Meanwhile... I mean, but you're talking Ryan Shamrock. They're Edge is acting like he's getting rammed in the ass in between the ladder. Well, him and Lita must have been getting kinky at times. That's you meant- full scream. <laughs> you mentioned Ryan Shamrock. Uh, kind of incest is the best put your sister to the test for her and Ken. Her and Ken were fucking after a while. Oh, my gosh. So, we had a wall tonight. Oh boy. That, that was uh, this is the second time Ken Shamrock gets brought up on one of our podcasts. Last week we talked about him in the Lions Den match and now this Maybe he should be a future guest. I mean, God knows he's trying to get his name back out there again in the wrestling world. Well they just did what, like a bare he owns like a bare knuckle fighting company now? Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Looks a lot like Bloodsport, if you guys get a chance to check it out. Gosh, look at look at Lita's melons. They're so flumptuous. I mean, that's the only thing I'm really concentrating on in this match right now. Even when she's in the corner of my screen, I can't watch what's going on in the ring. I just keep looking at her to the right right there, pointing up. I pretend she's pointing at me, and she's like, yep, I want that man. Meanwhile, Edge just suplexed Matt Hardy onto a ladder. Yeah, onto a ladder, yeah. Yeah, but that's minor stuff. Back to Lita. <laughs> wow, now, before the old school Raw set is there. We're getting a new Raw set, I believe, this week, right? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And we got a new, we got a new commentary team too. We do. A lot First of changes coming up. Not be Listen, on Raw. We're going to talk about that after. We're going to talk about that after. All right. It's a 13, 15 man match. We're not just doing a watch alone, folks. We're going to discuss a couple things after. I'm ready. Woo! You guys notice in the background, the predecessor to the WWE Network, WWE 24-7 flags are actually hanging from the arena? Yeah, I also saw an Icro Pro one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that was Vince's way of getting getting uh, the steroids distributed. 
after Anthony and I were at the Madison Square Garden Raw, if you look around this crowd, and this is in the middle of the show, you still see posters where when we were at Madison Square Garden, the posters weren't really felt that much. Like, I did not see many posters in our crowd at all. That's because they're not showing them on TV anymore. I kind oh, of... Mae May Young and Fabulous Moolah. dead in the corner! She was dead! Harley oh. Race is there, too. Oh my god, it's all the deceased in the front row! Jeez. Coco, Coco oh. the bird. Gotta love it. Wasn't that really Coco Beware? Yeah, he's got the bird with him. Maybe this but is the night. This episode, didn't all the uh, legends end up in the ring or something? Yeah. I thought that was every week lately. This is, bro, this is what, 14 years ago? Yeah. This is the Raw reunion before there was Raw reunion. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a Raw homecoming. It was. There you go. Was this the same episode that Hogan came out for an interview and then actually challenged Austin, and it was like four years after Austin stopped wrestling? I don't think so, but or if two years. Know, it should be you, Encyclopedia. Yeah, but you know what? I Around 2003, 2004, there was oh. just so much shit going on, it was getting oh, fuzzy. Lita. Lita, Lita, Lita. Don't hit his cock, please. God, and the photo I got with her, she was wearing no makeup and stuff. So let me tell you guys... With Lita, she's one of those women that makeup truly makes a difference. Oh, jeez. Because the photo I got with her, like, I wouldn't touch her. But. Tell us us how you really feel, Stevie. On the side of the ring right now, she could catch it. (laughs) If Stephen was in bed with her in the morning, he'd roll over and be like, can you just go put your makeup on first? Thanks. Uh, Well, I don't know. Not if we did the deed the prior. I mean, in the morning, you kind of wake up and expect the women alongside you to look a little, uh. Ratchet, so. <laughs> Did you see the 420 poster? Yes, sure. back when wrestling was good. <laughs> Mr. RVD is living his best life if you guys looked online recently. Holy cow. RVD holding the pair of breasts, like his girl and whoever that other girl was. Who was the blonde? I don't know. I don't know, but his hands were full. Yep. And both men are down. <laughs> Oh, damn. Boom. They had to go off the crowd because the people started dancing. Yeah. And now we have a brief commercial break, and we're back, and they're outside by a table that's been greased up in one corner. <laughs> that's where somebody jerked off to Lita. <laughs> Probably. They got warned. Horn Swaggle was under the ring, busted a nut. And guys, don't forget, Hornswoggle's coming out with a book. He's going to be at bookends. Go get that photo and autograph. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> this is uh, after Edge covered up his tattoo that him and Christian used to have together. Oh. See, I don't know everything. I had no idea they got matching tattoos. Yeah, they both had that, like, dog on the shoulder. Oh, I thought it was of each other's junk. (laughs) He, like, legit fully covered it. It's just, like, the black part in the middle. So great to hear the coach's voice, not... Ooh, Lita grabbed him by the pants. I'd be very excited. Right now. That was a a familiar move for her. Damn, that looked like that fucking hurt when he whipped her over. Nah, she was fine. I mean, she's used to that flip. I mean, that's how they flip her on the bed. She, many men have done that to her. <laughs> Jeez. 
Leading yeah. the door band. And they also used to throw her through tables, just like what's about to happen, I hope. Well, they used to pass them all around. I mean, Lita ended, did, after this, end up with CM Punk, and CM Punk ended up with Beth Phoenix, and now Edge is getting her. So l- look at that connection they got there. Yeah. And then CM Punk, the one who ended with the ultimate prize of AJ Lee. Wasn't she with Cena at one point, too? Who, AJ Lee? Yeah. I thought that was storyline. was, right? I thought it was storyline. Meanwhile, Edge with the big splash through the table. Yeah. Cena was also with Mickey James and then ruined her career over it. He did. Oh, he cl- oh he claimed they were never actually together. You can't see him. I saw that meme today. I think it was on like the March for Life page. It was a picture of Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and John Cena. And it said greatest duo ever. And people are like, "There's three people. No motherfucker, you can't see John Cena." Can't see him, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm just gonna freely admit I was staring at that photo. Had no idea what that meant until you said that. There you go, guys. Encyclopedia. <laughs> I have no problem embarrassing myself for the sake of our Frenzy's fans. Did you say Frenzy's friends? Frenzy. Oh. Now, we've got to figure out what the Frenzy universe wants to be called. Do they want to be the Frenzy universe? The Frenzy mafia? Another Twitter poll. The Frenzy's? I don't know. we got to find it. we got to figure it out. Twist of fate! Our bitches. Well, no, it wasn't, Coach. Did you hear him? Ten foot high, twist of fate, fucking idiot. <laughs> it wasn't even six. And, and look, the most popular superstar there that night must have been Hogan. Look at how many Hogan shirts there are in the crowd. Hogan shirts and signs. Brother. Did you guys note on this past week's Raw, though, how the fans reacted when they said Hulk Hogan's name? When Miz said it, they booed the shit out of it. I was shocked. Yeah. Some states haven't gotten over, uh, you know, that whole situation, unfortunately. But oh, look at that! It's Lita giving the wood now. <laughs> so Lita's all about the wood, receiving and giving. <laughs> you know, I just realized why she carried that chain around. That was for bondage. <laughs> now, do you guys remember who Lita's fir- who she managed when she first showed up? I do. Yes, that uh, dude with the red hair. S.A. Rios. Yes, S.A. Rios. I was actually listening to uh, I was actually listening to another podcast today where they talked about her in ECW as Miss Congeniality. <laughs> and Matt Hardy is hanging and swinging. Oh, this is that. F- f- here we go. Here's the f- here's the finish, folks. Why do you got to spoil it for them? Why if the fans didn't see this? Jeez. I'm sorry. If you didn't watch this 14 years ago, I'm sorry. You know, oh, look at this. Lita right now. There's Lita a... Didn't have a... On. That's a familiar... That, that was a familiar kinky maneuver that they used to do back in the day. Crucifix. We did see that on NXT with uh, Velveteen not, not too long ago. Was it last week? Look at the look on Matt's face. He looks like he just took it up the ass. <laughs> and so does Edge. And what was in this briefcase? 
Sex toys. Oh, oh man. Leave this vibrator. Oh, man. That's why she's waiting at the bottom of the ladder for it. It was an interesting finish. I will give them that. that was, it was uh, creative. It was cre- but I remember watching this thinking, there's no way they're going to have Matt Hardy lose this because the good guy always has to come out on top. This is probably really around the time that the heels started getting over more and more in the end of a big feud. And Edge was, wasn't Edge like super hot at this point too? Yeah. You know what? This might have been, if I, Steve, actually you probably, you were there. This was about three months before Edge actually, that's the Money in the Bank contract that was hanging above the ring. Correct, and I was there for that cash-in. Yes, you were. I remember Steven like texting me, or called me about it. I was like, get the fuck out of here, you're lying. <laughs> I don't know why I wasn't watching that one. I was in the nosebleeds for that one. I got the tickets the day of the show and drove up to Albany. That's probably the last time they did a pay-per-view in Albany. <laughs> Are we going to see the overzealous make-out session that they used to do where Edge was like, shove his tongue all over the place? Yeah, I used to love their tongue twisters. That was always hot. Was it because it was Edge or because it was Lita? Listen, you jackass, we've been talking about the whole fucking time. Come on, Steven, it's okay, you can come out now. Listen, keep petting both your dogs on both sides of you, thank you. Alright. Oh, speaking of Hogan, alright. I think we've seen enough. Someone's still watching. Nice, it was a good <clears throat> good little classic match to set up the upcoming... Uh, Little, uh, <laughs> little, uh, uh, and KO action that they've got coming out next week. So does anyone else think it's odd that they're putting, they've announced all these matches for the first SmackDown and two nights later it's Hell in a Cell where they've announced almost nothing? Oh, well, I guess a deal with Fox is bigger than a deal on the WWE Network. I'll probably make more money from the Fox deal than the WWE Network. Because let's talk about some common things before, or some current events before we go. I mean, let's start with what Anthony mentioned, new announcers for Raw. Why don't you fill us in there and tell us where Renee Young is going, because Renee Young is getting her own show. So the rumored studio show is is official. She's going to be on FS1, 11 o'clock Tuesday nights with Booker T. And the show right now is, the rumor is it's going to be called WWE Backstage. No, that was made official because she did post something on her Instagram earlier. It was her Instagram or her Facebook, so it is backstage. WWE actually confirmed it as well. So why did you say rumored? No, I said that the rumored show was... All right, let me rephrase that in case I said it wrong before. The rumored studio show is now official. Is that better? Does that make you happy? It tickled my fancy, thanks. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, uh, meanwhile, Dish Network apparently is dropping the Fox Network. Nice. Ooh. How's that for timing? Uh, so, Monday Night Raw. The announced team is going to be Vic Joseph, Jerry the King Lawler, and Dio Madden. I have no idea who Dio Madden is because I don't watch 205. Yeah. And on SmackDown, it's going to be Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Renee Young as a special contributor, whatever that means. I don't get that. How the fuck do you take your top announced team? I get it. It's a Fox deal. 
But how do you take them and move them to SmackDown like that and leave Raw with Jerry the King Lord? Because I don't care about those other two clowns. I think because they're trying to push SmackDown as the top show. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a bigger network. There's more potential eyeballs there. Um, Vic Joe, I've heard thing. I've heard some people speak highly of Vic Joseph. Uh, I mean, the times I've heard him, I I could take him or leave him. I haven't heard this Dio Madden guy, but yeah, it seems odd. And, and where does this leave Byron Saxton and um, well, what's his name from SmackDown? Wow, I'm drawing a blank right now. I know who you're talking? I just don't remember his name. Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Tony Schiavone. No, Tony Schiavone's AEW. Yeah, that's right. That's something to talk about too. Schiavone actually in that, uh, is giving up his baseball gig for AEW, so didn't think I'd see that day. Uh, and then on NXT, we have the guy I find is the best play-by-play guy of anyone on WWE, Mauro Ranallo, uh, along with Beth Phoenix, who we spoke about quite a bit, uh, and Nigel McGuinness. So they're definitely shaking things up as we go into next week. It's a big week in wrestling in general, though, because it's not just WWE. It's true, man. Everything's, nice. everything's coming up. And I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, next week is monumental. Raw on Monday, Wednesday, NXT, and AEW debuts. I'm going to be straightforward. I'm going to be that guy. I'm not watching NXT. I'll be watching AEW because their matches that they have scheduled for that show have already impressed me more than NXT. Um, Friday, SmackDown. Listen, we all know your opinion, Anthony. You could do the okay out loud so people know your opinion. But uh, SmackDown. And then my my real thing that I'm looking forward to is the end of the week looking online to see who won the battle, NXT or AEW. I want to see who won the ratings war there and who will continue to win it. It's going to probably be AEW. NXT is a developmental territory. How long will they be a developmental territory if they start getting their ass beat in the ratings? They're gonna, they're gonna, you know, Vince, you know, Triple H, they're gonna do something to where they need to start coming out on top. I mean, the thing is, even Freddie and I were sharing the same opinion. We were watching that first week together last week, not like sitting next to each other, but we were texting each other and like, we were not into that first episode. Like, it, it, unfortunately, was not impressive. So, because of that, I did not bother watching yesterday, I'll be honest with you guys, because I was more into, uh, the Chicago shows coming back on. Yes. You two are the only two I heard get, talk smack about that first episode. I don't know what the hell you two are watching. You were too busy jerking off over your AEW commercial. That is not even part of the USA Network. They're paying the cable companies to air that. You do realize that. See, what got me was, if it's going to be your first episode, <laughs> it's the fans something to hook them. You know what I mean? Like, I know... NXT is all about the wrestling. I'm all for it. But you got to give something for the new fans that are tuning in, maybe for the first time, maybe for, you know, that casual Raw and SmackDown viewer to really entice them and pull them in. There was just, for me, there was nothing there that really pulled them in like that. What would pull them in? I, I there, was a, there was a great four-way women's match that opened up that show. There was a title match at the end of that first hour. I don't know what. I don't know what you guys were expecting. For me, if the matches it was were great, WWE I, superstars for me. I, I love the matches, but you gotta pull them in with the storyline a little bit. Give me some, give me a twist, give me a turn, give me something that's gonna make me switch over and tune in. I mean, granted, I will give the championship match this. I loved that Adam Cole and his hooligans got involved at the end. 
But those last five minutes, I was like, honestly, the eye-opening points to me. I was just like, oh, this is cool. I mean, the women's match was good. Like, it was all right. I, I have no complaints there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely those last five minutes of the show that I enjoyed the most. I mean, you're talking storyline. AEW hasn't really shown us the way of the storyline, and I don't think AEW is going to go crazy with the storyline. They don't. They don't have writers. They said that for a fact. A, B, they're trying to be an alternative. If they start doing storylines the way WWE does, they're, they're going to fall into the same trap. But they have done a storyline. What's Kenny Omega and John Moxley? That's a storyline. What was Jericho and Hangman Page? A storyline. They went back and forth online because they used internet. They used internet to promote their matches. They used um, YouTube, Being the Elite, that show, to promote their stuff. They had storylines behind them. They used their resources because they didn't have many. They've been only pay-per-views from you know a year and a half ago when they debuted till about now, where now we're going to see a show and maybe we'll see a difference. But something I like about AEW, I like having time limits. I like having more rules that they go by. Where WWE, you could have a match that's supposed to be a normal rules match, and there's like weapons involved and no countouts or anything. And the next match, you're having countouts and disqualifications. And it's just like, all right, what was the difference between this one and this one? So that's just one thing that, like, I've picked up on that's been a little bit of a pet peeve. I'm not saying I hate WWE, but I know which show I'm going to watch on Wednesday nights. Um, NXT will probably be my Thursday morning wake-up if I do watch it. So what was that That was what was that three-way match at, at the, paper, the All Elite pay-per-view? The Derby Allen match where he did that stupid spot with the barrel off the top onto the steps. And then the very next match was a straight up one-on-one or whatever the hell it was. Okay, so yeah, it was a triple threat match, so no disqualification in a triple threat match usually. You just finished saying WWE went and did one match and then changed to another one. But did I say anything about a triple threat, though? No, I said two normal matches, one-on-one. Triple threat rules have different... Triple threat has different rules than a singles match. Dude, dude, your opinion of all elite—you just want you wanted to succeed, which is totally fine. But everything they do is gold to you. And I got to be honest, that pay per view—I was I was bored through half of it. They're doing a different product and they're trying to give something for everybody. I'll give them that. If they're going to spread things out, where like the Orange Cassidy thing—that's not going to be everyone's—that's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. If they're going to have too much diversification, you're going to lose people. I don't know if you could if you could have a guy that could run through the ring do front flips all with his hands in his pocket. I think that's fucking amazing. There was an uproar on social media when they signed that guy. There were a lot of people saying, "Are you kidding me? This guy's not for real." No, this guy he he's gonna shine. You'll see. Let him get his hands wet. Actually, go head to head. Like right now, I get you know NXT showed up first. AEW shows up. What is it? Next week or two weeks from now? No, it's this coming week. Yeah, when they actually go head to head, and I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it three weeks to a month to really give a a fair assessment on it, because we don't know what AEW is gonna be. Like Anthony mentioned, they don't have writers. Is is it gonna change when they're going head to head? Are they gonna be able to continue storylines? Are they gonna be able to build stuff? Because right now it's been a one-shot deal. They get they get like three or four months to plan a match or a build-up with no you know in between TV time. It's a lot of time to fill, and this is where the battle really heats up. 
I mean, granted, maybe not having st- as many storylines may be better TV at times, too, though, if they're not, like, crazy long storylines or things like that, like WWE does sometimes, because sometimes they waste so much time on the storylines that you have a two-hour show that 20 minutes of it is actually wrestling. You, you guys are comparing WWE to AEW. And That's NXT what we've do, not- been doing. NXT, but the war right now is between NXT and AEW. NXT does not follow that same storyline style that Raw and SmackDown do. You That's did mention, and you did mention NXT with the storyline. NXT was also continuing storylines that have been happening for a while. Undisputed Era for months has been saying they were going to get all the belts. Now, yes, if you were a first-time viewer, you might not have gotten that except for the video clip that went on there. As far as the Fatal Four Way match, the the Io Shirai and Candice LeRae have been feuding for months as well, and that tied into that match. Candice LeRae wasn't even originally in that match. So NXT didn't have a true start point because they had already been going on for years. The storylines were continuing. But they and do it, have storylines, but they don't overcomplicate them like Raw and SmackDown do, which is something Steven brought up. He's very, he's very right in that respect. There are a lot of times that Raw and SmackDown, up until about two months ago, where re- the storyline was shitty, the storyline writing was all over the place. Sometimes it was too long, sometimes it was too short. Sometimes they waited too long to pull the trigger on something the fans wanted, like a heel turn or a face turn. I'm going to give you that. I do feel like Raw and SmackDown have gotten better since Heyman and Bischoff have been at the helm. But it's a different t- style of storyline, and I don't think All Elite or NXT are going to follow that that mantra. And All Elite definitely isn't going to do it because they want to be an alternative. They want to stand out, and they're not going to do it by playing WWE's game. That's exactly why Impact Wrestling is garbage. By the way, Impact Wrestling is being moved to a Tuesday night, I think, on Access TV. Does anybody give a shit? The last time I remember seeing... I, mean, I think that was a dumb question to ask because we don't even talk Impact you used on here. The <laughs> last time I saw Impact, we were on the TV Guide channel in the top right-hand corner playing as, you know, if anybody remembers the TV Guide channel or they know what actual channel it is, it was playing in the corner. But, like Anthony was mentioning, the storylines are going to be different. It's not It's not Vince, it's Triple H. And for now. I feel for like, now. Yeah, Triple H has more <laughs> of a pulse with, with the actual current fans, and I think he can pull it together. That's why I'm interested to see Hopefully how it works. he pulls it together like. because a lot of people are scared that Vince McMahon starts to touch that product. Yeah. And it would surprise me if things don't go his way or if things are going south or something, he's going to jump in, and that will be the death of NXT the second Vince McMahon puts his hands on it. Yeah. Well, let's hope the XFL is successful because that, I think, is going to determine how much time he has for NXT. Speaking of that, did you buy your season tickets? No, I didn't. You know what? And that guy never called me. So, funny story, and I don't know that I shared this on the podcast. When Steven and I were at Raw at MSG, there was an XFL booth. I set you up hard. Huh? I said I kind of set you up hard because a guy starts talking to us. I go, I'm not getting him, but he's had season tickets before, and I just under the bus. I, you know what? I, that was fine. I was curious. It was for him to hear, though. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to hear the information. Now, what they shared was they're using MetLife Stadium, only the lower bowl, because they want to give people the fan, the real close family-friendly experience, really get in there with the game, be close to it, blah, blah, blah. No, it's because you know you're going to be lucky if you sell the lower bowl. Let's be honest here. And then he told us the ticket prices were going to range from $25 a game to $125 a game, which is actually not bad. Season tickets, 500 bucks. That's it? Not even, because it's a, it's I think it's like four or five games. I think it's well, a five game. Yeah, so five hundred bucks, one twenty five. No, four four 
Sorry, four games is 125. I think it's five games. I'm you're, not sure. No, you're, you're right. You're, it's four you're, games at 125. That's 500. Yeah, it's it's either four or five games. I think they might be doing a 10-game season. Listen, but I'm just... Hmm? I'm going to go to a game or two. I don't know I might, season. Yeah, I, I, might, I might go for the kickoff, but I'm... This is the thing. If you guys, like, for example, wanted to do it and do the $25 seats, I might consider it. But that's the only way I would do it. I'm not paying $125 for a game. And actually, my friend Pat that was on the podcast with us last month, he, he was saying he, he would be interested in going to the first game, too, possibly with me. And he told me, you got to wear your Hitman jersey if you're going. Hitman. I want to pay the $125 for the kickoff day. What did you know? There'll, there'll probably be some nice star power wrestlers there and stuff, so... Uh, if they're trying, if they're trying to separate themselves from that, yeah, they don't. I was gonna say that. I don't know if they're actually gonna pull in the actual WWE guys. I think they're trying to separate from that. Yeah, I think that would be a huge mistake. I think that was part of what turned people off. We we might actually get an Antonio Brown appearance. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him appear for an XFL team. Yeah, but they're claiming that they want some like real character people on there. If you've had any history of anything, they're not gonna sign you. So I think that eliminates him. They're not going to pay him what he what he wants anyway. This, I actually thought it would be interesting if they brought in Kaepernick because Kaepernick technically didn't really break any laws or has a criminal record that yeah. I recall. But I don't think they could pay him what he would want either. And also the whole thing with Trump and Kaepernick, and we all know the McMahon's relationship with Trump, so I don't know if that'll fly either. You know what? Vince needs to run a business. Tr- Trump isn't pay- paying his bills. It's true. It's true. I mean, supposedly Trump's there's an impeachment process going on. Give me a break, people. All right, this isn't a political show. Yeah, well, we digress. Let's digress. That shit. Anything else you guys got before we close out this episode? Well, come on. What about Morrison? Morrison's coming to WWE. John Morrison has was in. It was announced today that he's officially WWE again. Which I'm curious what they're going to do with him there. I, I suspect they're going to put him in NXT to help the younger talent. I mean, he's in his late 30s. He's 39 years old. Are they really going to put him on the main roster where he's going to probably get lost in the shuffle? Or do you put him down in NXT where he's work, he can work with the up-and-comers? I think NXT is a smart move for him. I think so. Johnny Mundo is back. Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro, Johnny John Morrison. How many, how many different names has that guy had? Yeah. It's true. It was interesting. I didn't see that one coming. Now, here's a question for you guys. Um, do you think Brock is taking the belt next Friday night? I think. I personally think so. I think he's winning I the think, belt. I think I would put cold hard cash that he's taking that belt. Okay. And then we know we know about the KO Shane match. Now, the conventional wisdom from a lot of people is Kale's definitely taking it, but there's also the rumor that you guys mentioned before that in the past that maybe Kale's going to go to NXT or or Raw is the other rumor. I I I don't know why they would put Kale down in NXT. I don't I, for the storyline. I kind of get it, but at the same time, that's still technically WWE, and that is, they said WWE. It's going to be interesting how they play it off. They could go and. Uh, a few different ways. KO's starting to get his, you know, um, stock rising again in WWE after being out for a while. So I think they can they can move him around or play this storyline many different ways, and it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. 
Yeah, I just think he's too big. He's too big money wise uh, for them to be putting on NXT for very long if they do it. Now, Steve, you mentioned AEW's card for next Wednesday. Do you care to enlighten us for those of us that are not following the YouTube show or their social media on a consistent basis? Um, off the top of my head, no, I don't know the matches. I just know one of the main events is going to be um, Hangman versus Pac, the match that we were supposed to see months ago on their pay-per-view. Fingers crossed that Pac actually makes it to the to, to the open. He d- he did beat Omega at the last pay per view. Yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah, but you know what? They they got to get they had to get Pac over. Omega's over. Omega's definitely over. Pac, there's some question marks if you saw him on WWE, which is how most people saw him. Right. So you had to build him, and right. you know Omega's not going to lose stock with one one defeat to Pac. So I think. Well, Omega's taken a lot of defeats, though, since AEW started. That's what's frustrating me. Yeah, and then Omega's too busy talking smack, uh, tweeting about NXT, and getting into social media wars with uh, Dominic Dijakovic, of all people. I I don't know. I don't even know why Omega bothers. I I feel like that was out of character for him to even even be talking smack like that. I I feel like his work, his in-ring work, is what he's known for. Why Why would you even be going there? Um, so. Cody Rhodes is facing Sammy Guevara. The AEW Women's Championship is going to be decided. Nyla Rose is facing Riho. Or Riho, mm-hmm. I forget how they pronounce that. Uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are facing Chris Jericho and two mystery partners. And then, as Steven, men- Steven mentioned, we got Hangman Page versus Pac. And MJF is facing Brandon Cutler. Sounds like a good show to me. And John Moxley is scheduled to appear. And then, on the NXT side, we actually got three title matches. We have the women's title uh, Shayna Baszler facing Candice LeRae. The tag team title rematch between the Undisputed Era and the Street Profits. And then for the title, we have Adam Cole and Matt Riddle. So more so than NXT's debut a couple weeks ago, both shows are definitely pulling out the stops on this first night. Yeah. But as NXT being a developmental territory, we did last night see the during the Kevin Lee and Dominic Dijakovic match, uh, there was a little bit of a screw-up there. Uh, Kath, Kathy Kelly, I know was head over heels, excited to be on TV, but she screwed up uh, when she accidentally said WWE Network and USA Network, whatever that was. So I think I, I don't think NXT is going to get win the ratings war right now. I'm free to admit that, even though I'm more of an NXT fan, uh, because it is a developmental territory. But if a developmental territory starts knocking another park and cuts in AEW's ratings too much, that's that's going to be pretty telling too. Yeah. Do you think AEW going up, well, not really AEW going up against NXT, because AEW, I think, was rumored to be going on Tuesday or Wednesday for a while, but do you think AEW would be better off being on a different night than a WWE show, period? No, because I, I don't know. I think AEW feels they're not compet- that uh, NXT isn't competition for them. Why would they promote it and be all for it? Yeah, I think time's going to tell on that one. Correct. Where the where the ratings lie after maybe the start of the year. I think it's going to be interesting. The other thing is I don't think there's as much stock in ratings as there used to be because of DVR and on-demand access after the fact. As sure, maybe social media influence, possibly. 
But here's the thing, and WWE is just as guilty of this as All Elite. Like WWE, when you're watching the show, oh, the number one trending item on Twitter right now is whatever we're showing on Raw. Uh, w, uh, AEW at least is using YouTube and what have you. But really, if you're the number one trend in the world, yeah, all right, so people, you got eyeballs watching, paying attention to your product. That's fine. You're not making any extra money off that, are you? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, maybe by bringing the attention to that product, yeah, you're making extra money in that respect. But being number one trending Twitter, just number one trending. I mean, we could become number one trending on Twitter. Uh, I know it's it's a long shot. But if we ever did, we're not making any extra money off that. So I always thought that that was odd that they always made such a big deal about that. Yeah, I don't don't know how that plays into uh, money-wise. Did Mr. Pate and Royce fall off the radar already? Because Sean Spears loses to Cody at the last pay-per-view, and Stephen, maybe you know because you watch, you've been watching the EW YouTube stuff. Are they doing anything with him, or is he already out of the picture? I don't know if he's out of the picture. There's just the first match. The first match already seems stacked, or the first show already seems stacked. Sorry. I think we'll get a run-in or two with him. Just keep in mind, AEW's not going to have their same wrestlers on every week. They've stated that that it's not going to be an overloaded schedule for them, that they're going to have certain wrestlers scheduled for certain weeks to keep um, the interest and to keep the flow and the workload for the uh, wrestlers themselves uh, lighter than WWE say would, where WWE has all their uh, guys report to every freaking show, basically. So um, that's that's a goal of theirs. So Sean Spears may not be on the first week. He may not be in the second week, but then you may see him on the third, and that's going to happen with a lot of these wrestlers because they're trying to be a company that's for the fans but also for the wrestlers. So I think, uh, yeah, the fact that you haven't heard anything from Sean Spears, I wouldn't overthink that too much. Now, before we go, though, how come we didn't talk about this confrontation in Vegas with Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler? Whack, staged bullshit. You think it's... Come on, the cameras were there. That's not a professional camera if you watch the video. That's a cell phone camera, no? Yeah, but I heard WWE played a part in this whole thing. Why would would Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler have a confrontation after they had their match at SummerSlam out of the blue? We don't know. We don't know their personal business. It could be good. I think the telling thing was everybody laughing in the background. I mean, you also got Matt Riddle that's been going back and forth with Goldberg on social media as well. And apparently they had a conversation backstage where they basically agreed to disagree. Yeah. Hopefully Riddle fucks them up. You know what? I I, I, I would love to see that, but I don't think that'll ever happen probably be just be another victim because anytime they bring goldberg in now he's just going to run through people yeah I, I hope it changes but i think that's where it's at too yeah oh well but with that being said that is our episode for this evening guys we appreciate you tuning in for the watch along and for our little update from the news of the week catch us on instagram facebook twitter all the social media pages, www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com, and we will catch you guys next week for Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell, and we'll probably be talking about the NXT and AEW first night of the war and what we think. Yeah.
Yeah. So stay tuned, guys. We will catch you guys next week. Peace.